Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The maggots on the floor squirm in vain, trying to find the safety of the dead raccoon's corpse, as you stare in disbelief at the now empty pledge box. Your hopes of getting out of this place have been snuffed out for now. It looks like Roger has decided to draw the hunt for your secrets out all night. <sighs> I realize that hate is a strong word, but I hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. I think I'd double hate him. Oh, double hate him? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think I've ever double-hated anyone. What does it feel like? Red. Oh. Oh, that's good. As soon as we get back to the clubhouse, I'm going to paint his name on top of our hate list for the Trouble Trio. In red. In red. (laughs) Yeah. You're on thin ice, Raj. Well? I mean, what do we do? I guess we just continue exploring. I guess so. But this changes everything, doesn't it? Because we've been looking for hiding places that are big enough for the box, but now we're looking for just hiding places that are big enough for a a letter, which could be anywhere in this house. Anywhere. I think there's one more room on this floor we haven't looked in. Yeah. Not it. Pauline puts her finger on her nose. I'll, I'll, I'll go look if you want. You already found the box. I should pick up some of the slack. I'll go. Okay. I'm going to slowly creep behind, but just stare from the doorway. <laughs> Entering the family room, you find it in much better condition than the others, as if it was just abandoned one day and no one came back. Moving around the moldy furniture, you cast about the dimmed flashlight and catch the eyes of animals staring down on you from high up on the shelves. Among this collection of figurines and statues, at the back, a stuffed gray cat sits motionless, fur glistening. When Kedzie, my, my old cat, uh, passed, I, I wouldn't want to stuff him. I want to get a closer look at those little trinkets and miniatures and things, see if, the, see if a letter of one of ours has been slid or secreted on those shelves. Stepping up toward the shelves, you hear the crunch of glass underfoot. Lifting your sneaker, you find a picture frame face down. And I reach down and turn it right side up. Picking out mottled broken glass, you recognize the Briggs family from those newspaper clippings in the library. They seem happy in the photo, apart from their eyes being carefully scratched out. Hmm. Probably Roger or someone else has no respect for the, for the departed. As Kyle looks at the picture, the first thing people notice is the cat seems to rock back and forth, perhaps, because Pauline has cocked that rock in her slingshot and shot at the cat <laughs> from the doorway. Great. <laughs> oh my god. Give me a slingshot roll. That's a fail. You aim at the stuffed cat and your shot sails wide. The pebble ricochets off the collection and a heavy glass owl topples from the shelf landing with a dull thud. The cat suddenly arches its back and hisses at Pauline. Oh, it's alive! No, 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 no. I need a sanity roll from all of you intruders. Big old fail. <laughs> Hard success. Oh, nice. No, I think I think we found Charles's limit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll roll these. Pauline loses one point of sanity, and Charles loses two. Kyle passed, so he's fine. Or he would be, but the mangy cat is now staring at him intently, ready to pounce. No! (laughs) Sorry, kitty! (laughs) 
You see the hissing cat's aggression, Kyle. Do you want to dodge or fight back? <laughs> dodge. Okay, I'll roll for the cat. And you give me a dodge roll. Oh, boy. Oh. The cat has a hard success. Oh. And I had a regular failure. So. <laughs> With a snarling growl, it leaps onto Kyle's back, clawing at your neck and head furiously, opening up an ugly gash on your face. Ah. The cat slides down your body, clawing at your clothing, then darts past the two of you in the hall and slinks up the stairs. No. It's gone for now. You take two damage for the attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Kyle's on, on the verge of tears, <laughs> like, just from that. Yeah. <sighs> it's like crouched down, palm to his face, um, let the picture drop. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Are you, are, are you, are you okay, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, it's just startling. It's just startling. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. Oh, that's not what you say to someone. <laughs> yeah. Face wounds bleed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to take you to a hospital if you bleed too much. Except we can't get out, so oh, just try not to bleed too much. Because, uh, aren't, aren't you supposed to push something against a wound to stop it bleeding? Apply pressure. If only I hadn't taken all my mom's silks and handkerchiefs out of her coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that cat scratches are especially full of all kinds of uh, like their nail shards come apart in your skin a little bit and it gets infected. Yeah, especially if they've been eating those rats because those rats have got all, all, all sorts of diseases. Yeah, enough, enough! <laughs> oh my gosh, you probably have so many diseases. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just like that song Catch Scratch Fever from like six or eight years ago. <laughs> As you're reeling from this attack, you hear doors slamming upstairs. Ugh. I think Roger's trying to get our attention. Yeah. Yeah, Roger's trying to screw with us, putting envelopes all over the place, hiding a dang raccoon in a box, uh, dragging us out here and locking us in, freeing some freaky cat in here. Oh, I triple hate him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's experiencing that thing where pain flips over to anger. Uh-huh. Maybe he just grabs one of these little glass objects and grabs, like, one in each hand and, like, starts to go up the stairs. Okay, sure. I will remind you there was a bent fireplace poker leaning against the brick if you're arming yourself. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's a more sturdy implement. I might take that poker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we leave the room, Pauline is going to, if you drop the picture frame, she's going to rip the picture out of its frame and stuff it in her pocket. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything written on the back of that picture? Like the girl's name? We don't know her name. Oh, I don't know. I pull it out of my pocket and give it a look. In faded black ink scrawled across the back of the photo, Mom, Dad, and Donna, 1963. Donna Briggs. How old does Donna appear in this photo? She looks to be about your age. 10 or 11. If she was still alive, she'd be ancient now. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be 23 plus 11, 34 years old. God, she's about to turn to dust. <laughs> yeah, probably in an old folks' home. <laughs> yeah. 
turn to dust just like you will, Roger. And as he like kind of starts back up the stairs. <laughs> nice. Use your anger, Kyle. <laughs> this is how it is with Roger. You push and you push and you push and you never expect old Kyle to snap. <laughs> are, are all of you going up the stairs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll follow behind Kyle. Climbing to the second floor, you find this level to be ruined with rain damage as active leaks patter on the floor. This warped, crumbling corridor is lined with what you assume are bedroom doors, all shut. And straight ahead is a door in a dead end. Is there an obvious staircase going up as well? It's dark up here, but nothing obvious. I guess Roger must be behind one of those closed doors. We heard the, the door slamming, yeah. so he must be hiding in one of those rooms. If we stay quiet and listen for a moment, do we hear him? Well, all of you give me be sneaky rolls and we'll see Ooh, yeah. how much noise you're making coming up the stairs. Sound like Kyle's coming up with a big head of steam, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fail from Pauline. Yeah, Charles is not sneaky at all. No way. <laughs> Kyle was stomping up the squelching stairs, and he almost pulls the rotten banister away as you reach the landing. Mm -hmm. If Roger's waiting for you, he will certainly have heard. And now that you're up here, you realize the door to your left is slightly ajar. Given the open door on the left, I'm going to kick it and say, <laughs> hi <-ya." laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been taking karate class. <laughs> when you kick the door in, you hear some scurrying but you don't see anything. Yes, I shine my flashlight. The dim glow of your flashlight passes over boarded-up windows. At the room's center, a moldering queen-sized bed sags, with a puddle forming on its filthy, torn sheets. The floorboards are bowed where it sits. This room looks dangerous. You must be above the drooping ceiling of the family room. There's not much left in here. A shattered mirror and the bones of a dresser. There is a closet door on the far wall. Well, I'm not looking in any more mirrors, but I go to the closet door and open it slowly. Yeah, the door won't budge. It feels stuck or locked from the inside. And the handle is slick with mold in your bloody hand. And I need a roll to fix stuff. And I could come in with the poker and try to pry it like a crowbar. Mm. Oh, okay. If you're following Pauline with the poker, that might do the job. Yeah. But let's have those fixed stuff rolls to see how long it takes the two of you to get into the closet. Sure. Pauline closes her eyes and breathes deeply as Kyle's up coming up behind her. On the third breath, she karate chops, I imagine, at the same time he uses the poker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. It was probably the karate chop. Mm. Probably. With a crack of wood, the door pops open from the swollen frame, and the smell of death chokes you. What? Swinging gently on hooks are a series of children's romper suits neatly arranged on hangers. Wait, no. As you shine your flashlights around inside, the grisly truth becomes clear. These are suits made from human skin. <laughs> oh my... God. I need sanity rolls for Pauline and Kyle. 
Yeah, Charles isn't in the room with these two. He was going to wander off on his own. Failure from Pauline. Somehow success from Kyle? <laughs> these don't look real, Kyle. They can't be. <laughs> but you still take two points of sanity loss. Yeah, he's trying to freak us out. For Pauline, this is a D8 roll. You can roll it, Becca. Oh, no. Oh. That would be 10 total points for the day. That's eight. Oh, what was your starting, San? 60, and now I'm at 50. Ooh, it's close, but I do need an intelligence roll off of you. Uh... Fail. Oh. That's, that's the <laughs> fail you want. And you avoid a bout of madness, but eight points is still a huge loss. How does Pauline react to the fleshy suits? Pauline screams and runs out of the room. Um, she is going to run further back into the house and, and try and uh, lean up against the door at the furthest part of the hallway, just still screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of imagining this is, I mean, Charles was very sneakily trying to open the other doors as quietly <laughs> as he could, just in case Roger was there. And then just all of a sudden, there's this banshee behind him. <laughs> yes. That's good. She, she runs right past you, Charles, as you're trying to kind of uh, peek inside one of these bedrooms and goes to the very last door in the hallway. Give me a luck roll for Pauline as you lean against this door. You know I failed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you throw yourself into the door, and it's flung open. You stumble and fall onto cold bathroom tiles, whimpering. I kick the door closed behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Charles hears the door slam. Well, yeah, I think Charles is still standing there holding the door and I'm just looking down that corridor with absolute disbelief at what just happened. (laughs) Pauline left Kyle in the bedroom staring into that closet. His reaction was calmer, but what is he doing next? Right, I think I'm trying to rationalize, like, it's it's fake Halloween. They, it's just like, eyes are grapes, brains is spaghetti. This is something, <laughs> someone did something. They're just trying to freak us out. And, st- and just trying to fixate on the reason they're there is like, maybe shines a light under, under the bed and around, like looking just, where's the letter? Where's our secrets? And trying to avoid looking in that closet, he'll kind of like back out. You do find Charles in the hallway. Where's Pauline? I was going to ask you what happened there. I was going to see whether Roger was hiding there, and then she screamed and she ran into that room there, and then she kicked the door shut. I don't, what, what's going on with her? What, what happened? Nothing. Nothing. He's not hiding in there. It's uh, some some world class joker. Um, made it, made it, is making it look like they flayed somebody and hung their their skins up to dry, like a, like a human tannery in that closet. Oh, oh really? What, the, the closet in that room? Don't look in there. Walking towards that room. <laughs> <laughs> First, let's cut back to Pauline. She's on her hands and knees in the pitch black of this filthy bathroom. Can she pass a luck roll 
See if she held on to that flashlight in the panic. Sure didn't. (laughs) I pull out my matchbook and strike another match. They all slowly stand and look, turn in the middle where, where I fell, and look at this bathroom. As you look into the mirror above the porcelain sink, instead of your own reflection, you see the face of the same old woman leering at you with sickly eyes before dissolving into the darkness. I stay perfectly still and I watch her. As she dissipates into the fog of the mirror, you do notice an envelope tucked into the frame. Mm. I would like another sanity check. Right. (laughs) Oh no. These dice are not doing me right. This will cost 1d3 since you already had a similar experience downstairs. Yeah, it's just one point. Oh, still one point away. As I reach for the envelope tucked behind the mirror and pull it out, I whisper, Thank you. I'm going to roll to see who this envelope belongs to. Oh, it's Kyle. Since I'm in this bathroom... Alone. <laughs> and I know well, well, well. that I could always blame it on Roger if... Is it unopened? It's still sealed. I need to know. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Please forgive me, Kyle. And I... Rip it open. All right. What does it say, Kyle? You see in the very nice cursive penmanship of (laughs) Kyle. A confession, written almost like a prisoner's confession, (laughs) like formal. It's like, I confess that on September 25th, 1985, I stole the book entitled The Artistic Muse, 1850 to 1950 from the Pleasant Hill Public Library. I just like it. I didn't want anyone to see me with it. It's under my bed right now. And I know that if librarians found it, they know that I'm a thief and a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) You might get the sense that this is a book that probably like, it's nude paintings. (laughs) And this kid is like, has some sort of like hang up and guilt about his fascination with this. Oh my gosh. I hold the the letter to my chest and I say, I whisper out loud, your secret's safe with me, Kyle. And I put it back in. (laughs) I try to make it look real sealed as best I can, but I know I'm going to blame it on Roger later. Now, I, I think this probably makes me a bastard, but since you are handling a lit match while you're reading this thing, um, I'm going to ask you for a play with matches roll to see if you can carefully keep a lit match while you're reading this and trying to put it, put it back. Here we go. Made it. Hard success. <laughs> okay, nice. You won't be able to seal it again, but you managed to slip the paper back into the envelope unharmed. If there's one thing Polly knows, it's how to play with matches. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. That match is close to burning out. Unless there's any drawers to open, after I scan it visually, I will open the door slowly and peek around. Leaving the bathroom, you'll see the hallway lit by the beam of Kyle's flashlight, casting long shadows up the walls. 
I'll go over and pick up my flashlight and I say, Kyle. Huh? You can bring that triple hate down to a double hate. I found your letter. Oh. Oh my gosh. It's not open, is it? Well, I didn't... Was... Uh... <laughs> it's open. I didn't read it or anything. I looked down at my shoes. <laughs> and I hand it back to you. But if it's open, then that means that Roger did read it. Give me a... Give me a be a pal roll for Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, Kyle, it's going to be when when Pauline looks down at her shoes, you might suspect that she might have taken a peek at this. OK. Uh huh. Um, I bet Roger doesn't even know how to read. Yeah. And besides, we've got the we've got the letter. So it's just um, he'd be our word against his. Right. Yeah. He could say anything without evidence. Right. No court of law will ever believe him. <laughs> and I wouldn't say anything and, and I mean none of us would say anything even if we did know what they were right I mean that's the whole point of the trouble trio we take secrets to our graves hopefully not today and just kind of like you can see him like blushing like crazy he's just like <laughs> flushed super red like imagining that you know and is just trying to like okay uh, moving on uh, maybe we should check uh, the other rooms maybe Pauline makes a mental note to go to the library next week and see if they've replaced the copy of Artistic Muse because she is very curious. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What's Charles up to? Charles was heading off into the bedroom that sent Pauline screaming into the darkness to try to find out what it was that was so terrifying. It's like, don't go in there, man. It's like, I'm going to go in there. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see the skin suits. It's dark. He isn't going in there to see it. He's going in there to feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, I love that. Charles eagerly heads toward the bedroom. As you do, a pull from an attic door in the ceiling brushes past your hair like ghostly fingers. How did you miss this before? This makes you shudder, and you almost run into the master bedroom. Since the floorboards have water damage and you aren't watching your feet, I'm going to ask for a gym class roll. (laughs) Oh, God. These guys forte for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that was a double zero. Oh, God. (laughs) It was a hundred. Oh, oh, that's perfect timing. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. Transfixed on the open closet. (laughs) Charles, you make out the outlines of these skins as you plant your feet into the soft wood. It's like sponge as you sink into the rotting boards. Mm. You hear the squeal of nails pulling free before you crash through the floor. I'll give you another chance to clamber up if your reflexes are quick, but it's going to be another gym class roll. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Well, it wasn't 100, but it was 92. Okay. (laughs) You're going to have a pretty long fall down into the room with all the broken glass figures on the floor. (laughs) Of course I have. Oh, no. (laughs) You crash down into the living room, onto the pointy shards of glass and porcelain. Okay, just two points from your health. Okay. 
slivers of glass protrude from your back and legs. Fortunately, most are small, and the floorboards protect you from getting cut up too badly. <laughs> yeah. We would hear this in the hallway and come running mm -hmm. to see. You probably you just see the two little heads come over the edge of the <laughs> hole. <laughs> Charles is just initially shocked. He doesn't really understand what's happened. He's lying on his back, almost spread-eagled, staring up at the ceiling and this hole, which he can just about make out because of the torchlight above, but he, he just doesn't know what's happened. He's lying there, dazed, blinking, gradually becoming aware of the fact there's bits of broken glass sticking into him all over the place. You okay, buddy? Uh, that sounded pretty bad. I I think I'm okay. What happened? Did, did I, I... I fell through the floor, didn't I? Yeah. Oh. You could walk it off. Yeah. Watch out for the glass, though. Oh. Oh, that's what that is. Oh. In the most morbid version of this, there's just like a little unicorn arm sticking up through his chest. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Charles sees insects swarming just before they begin to rain down on him from the ruined floor above. Oh, oh. God. They multiply as a thick beam splinters and bows downward from the weight of the bugs. <laughs> of course it does. This will be a sanity roll. Sand check, sand check. Bitch. I was just wondering whether it would be a luck roll to see whether he shuts his mouth in time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I hate it. Oh, that is not a good result. That was a 91. That's three rolls in a row over 90. Just one point of loss. How does Charles react? Uh, I think to just cry out unconsciously in alarm and bring his hands up to his face, just spotting away, trying to get these bugs off his face... And having just landed on all this glass, what that means is he's just leaving streaks of blood and, and dirt all over his face, almost like war paint now. Nice. <laughs> I'm coming, buddy. Yeah, I would go down to help him out. Yeah, I'll run down the stairs. You probably still see something crawling around in his hair. Yeah. This is like a, a young version of real Scott, and he, this kid has very long hair. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some flicking as like Kyle's reaching out to try to whack a couple off your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, well, good good news. Um, we found one of the letters. Oh right. Good good. Who, who, whose was it? Uh, mine. <laughs> so, see you guys. Um, just kidding, just kidding. You know, if the other two are tucked in places in this house, if we can work out a way of getting out, do you think we could just burn the house down? Don't ask Pauline that, because you know the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> you know. We get the bird stuff? I'm in. It's just raining so much, are you? The wood might not catch. There is one thing that I, I didn't tell you before, Kyle, about where I found the letter. Um, there's a creepy kind of ghost lady in the mirror. I, I think she was pointing it out to me. Maybe she wanted to be helpful. She was really scary, though. Oh. Huh. You saw 
A ghost lady in the mirror? Yeah, and I didn't scream or anything. I, I was super brave and also terrified. And you're saying this ghost showed you where my letter was? Maybe. I mean, she didn't exactly. I just kind of saw it when I was looking at her. I think she wanted to help me. Well, then we really need to have a seance, don't we? Let, let's go up to the attic now. Yeah, if, if, if it's a friendly ghost that's trying to help us out, then we gotta make contact. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I think we should test the floorboards before we step too hard. <laughs> yeah, I'll prod them with my, with my poker uh, before, as we go. Oh, yeah. You hear a thump from upstairs. It's a bit strange because it starts with the thump, but then you hear movement going upward through the wall. Can we tell, based on our knowledge of the layout upstairs, what room it sounds like it's coming from? Yeah, it sounds like the thump was near that bedroom above you where you found the closet. There were other doors there in the hall. You gather it's probably from one of those rooms. Okay. I mean, that's gotta be Roger, right? Hmm. Gotta be. I mean, he locked himself in here same as us. Yeah. Well, it's either Roger or it's the ghost. Uh, yeah. Haha. <laughs> She seems to only be in mirrors. I don't know if her body can, you know, make noise against floorboards and stuff. Yeah. If she is a ghost, who is she? Because that's not Donna, is it? Because she was 11 and you're saying that's an old lady you've seen. So uh, how many ghosts are there here? I pull out the photo that I pulled from the frame and I see if I recognize either the mother or Donna if they look similar to the ghost. No, they don't look like the woman you've seen. She reminded you of Meemaw, but something was off. And did I happen to catch a glimpse of the painting downstairs that Kyle was looking at? I think so. It could be an elderly version of her, maybe? You're, you start to question your own memory of what she even looked like. She's more like your Meemaw every time you try to recreate her in your mind. I don't know who this ghost is. Well, this is an old house. I'm, I'm sure loads of people have died here. <sighs> yeah. You keep saying that, and it just gets creepier. I know, it's classic Charles stuff, but he's right. The dead outnumber the living. Yeah. Kyle, you gotta go first. You've got the poker. Uh, right. Uh, that's what I said. I guess in a way, <laughs> I volunteered. Okay, here we go. The thumping and bumping in these other rooms does give one pause. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to at least open the other doors just to make sure there's not something ready to pop out at us. Yeah. You all notice the string hanging down from the attic panel. Mm-hmm. To your left is that door to the ruined bedroom. There's a more narrow door ahead of that, probably another closet. And one more door on your right. So you want to open both of these doors? Want is a strong word, but I'm going to. The first door you open is the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Inside, you hear, then see flies around a square opening in the wall. Oh. This must be a laundry chute. And your light passes over some molded shirts on the floor. Did we see any laundry area in either the cellar or the kitchen? You didn't. Mm. This might be a way down to that room. 
Oh, maybe. Is it big enough for a size 35 person to fit in? <laughs> this would be another tight squeeze for Pauline, like the coal chute, but I think you could do it. Okay. Girls get their growth spurts first. That's <laughs> why I punched Roger. I'm almost as tall as Roger. <laughs> Flies are lazily crawling in and out of the laundry chute. Uh-oh. Okay. I, uh, you think maybe there's a, another dead raccoon or something in the laundry chute? Do you want to reach in, Charles, since you're into that sort of thing? Well, I was thinking, like, way down, so if we slid down, we'd end up sliding into the raccoon. And I... I, I mentioned picking up little um, glass objects from below. Maybe I have one in my pocket. If I could just drop one down the chute, just to see if it, if the if when it falls, if it sounds wet and muffled or hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I like that. Give me a notice stuff roll for Kyle. Okay. Uh, fail. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You don't really hear anything. It didn't ping like you might have expected. Hmm. Huh. That was weird. Okay, so that was inconclusive. Uh, but yeah, weird. I guess we can go down there later if we want to try to find our way into that other room, but we should probably go to the attic first. Yeah, hopefully Roger didn't just whip one of our letters down the chute, but... Oh, I hope not. Well, if he did... Who's going to find it? Yeah, exactly. I think... We should definitely, if we don't find all three letters, burn this house to the ground. But, uh, but only as a last resort. Uh, until someone comes up with a better idea, I guess we're going to go with that one. <laughs> Let's see what the dead people have got to say first. Yeah. Okay. Well, real quick, I'm going to just open that last door and just say, oh, let's just get it over with. <laughs> The other door opens easily enough, and within you find a small room packed with piles of boxes. A rusting foot-pedal sewing machine sits among them. Deep in the shadow of a corner, the silhouette of a person stands ever so still. I shine the flashlight straight at it. It's a dress form, isn't it? It's a dressmaker's form, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My mom sews. <laughs> I don't want to walk into the room and start poking around, because that's when I see suits made of skin. But I will just shine the flashlight around the room. Looking more carefully with proper light, you spy a cubby door past the sewing machine, and a set of old drawers stuffed with once colorful material and thread spools. I'll take a notice stuff roll. Uh, extreme success. Ooh, very nice. You notice what looks like skin trapped in the sewing machine's needle. I guess the suits had to be made somewhere. <laughs> and Kyle, who's been trying to suppress the reality of this situation, is like, no, no, no. It's got to be some sort of trick. It's, it's not real skin, is it? I mean, this is some kind of Halloween joke. I'm sure there's all sorts of things you could use that would just look like skin... Some sort of cream-colored leather or something. With the severity of a child who has seen too much and knows too much, Pauline says, It's real skin. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hit you with another sanity check yet. 
I did lose eight on it. Yes, you did. (laughs) So with that, you keep looking around this decrepit room and discover a ragdoll, Pauline. It's overstuffed with the stitching burst in places. It takes a moment to figure out what caught your eye about it. Then it clicks. This doll is you, Pauline. I gotta go over and pick it up. The doll is soddened wet as you pick it up. And trails of red yarn are pulled from a pocket in the abdomen, catching on the drawer handle. Holding it to the flashlight, you see its staring blank eyes have X's stitched over them. I'm gonna stuff that red yarn back inside the pocket. (laughs) And I'm gonna keep the doll with me. Not funny, Roger! Okay. While that's going on, Charles, seeing that Kyle is looking a bit nervous, does Charles's best to try to comfort (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) Which which is, even if that is real skin, that doesn't mean that they're murdering people here. Have you ever heard of Ed Gein? Ed Gein used to dig up bodies from the graveyard and he used to sew them into skin suits and he did it with dead people. He didn't He didn't murder people to do that. So it's okay. It, it, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to kill us. They, <laughs> they might just be doing it with dead bodies. Uh, Kyle's just like wide-eyed taking this in. <laughs> just... Oh, wow. <laughs> thanks so much, Charles. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank, thank you so much. That's very comforting. <laughs> Give me a sanity check for Pauline's doll. I rolled a success, finally. 45 out of 49. I'll still take one point, because this is incredibly creepy. (laughs) It's okay, Dolly. It's okay. We put your guts inside. Hang on. Doesn't that mean you just hit 12 sand loss for the day? Yeah. That would be one fifth. (laughs) Look what you've done. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm very happy to let you shape this bout of madness now that you've grown into Pauline and know what she's like. Maybe I'm the dolly and you're Pauline. (laughs) Back to Pauline, Kyle and Charles. Holy shit. She misses you. <laughs> so Kyle's just been given the uh, history of Ed Gein and his uh, hobbies, and then suddenly I'm getting the Pauline ventriloquist act. Um, oh my god, Pauline! Uh, uh, uh. Don't look at her; she's just a doll. Look at me. Uh, it's not super funny, but yeah. Pauline holds the doll right eye to eye to Kyle. Wow, Roger really committed to this little craft project. But he's he's just trying to freak us out. That's not real skin. If it would be, there'd be somebody or something freaky in here. And Kyle opens the closet door. (laughs) Oh, God. You fling open the closet door. Maybe to your delight, Kyle, there aren't any skin suits here. Only a chest of drawers with some sewing supplies on top. And then addressing the doll, like, see, Pauline? Totally normal. No no problem at all. I imagine 
a comic book panel version where you see Kyle in the doorway and then peeking over his shoulder. It's just the doll. (laughs) Popping over. Um. Uh, This is a charming bout of madness. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. This is going to go on for a while. It's great. I demand fan art. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> this lamb chop routine. <laughs> and, and, and I think Kyle's like, see, no skin, but there's a perfect place for a dingus named Roger to hide someone's envelope. And I begin like opening the drawers to see if. You do find a large pair of scissors in the first drawer you open. Hmm. Oh no, my greatest fear! <laughs> <laughs> Not one now to stop collecting instruments of destruction. Kyle will replace in his belt where that cardboard sword was uh, the scissors. (laughs) While that's happening, Pauline has put the tiny round sunglasses on the doll so you can't see its creepy crossed out eyes. (laughs) Continuing your search, you find in the second drawer among reams of gingham another envelope. Mm Mm-hmm. This one belongs to Charles. Oh, Charles isn't looking over your shoulder or anything while you're doing this. He's busy looking around the room for anything he can use to make an improvised Ouija board upstairs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, this is this is between you and the Pauline doll. Um. And so, yeah, if it is just between us, maybe we're like, see, there we go. And now I'll give this to Charles because friends... Pauline, as I'm as I'm touching the little button nose, friends respect each other's privacy. And, um, uh, human Pauline is turned away, not facing you or paying any attention to the conversation. As one arm is reaching behind her, right. <laughs> so as you have the conversation with the doll. Nice. Uh huh. Friends would never look. <laughs> Otherwise, they're dirty, rotten scoundrels. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I walk over and. Uh, Kind of with a flourish, present the the envelope to Charles. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I would have been in so much trouble if this had gone out. So, so much trouble. And and he hurriedly tucks it into his jeans pockets. That didn't make us want to know more. Nope, definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's seance time, huh? Yeah, but I, I was thinking, do, do you suppose it was the Briggs family who set up this sewing room, that it was Mrs. Briggs who who did that? Because there isn't another bedroom, is there? This must have been Donna's room. So when Donna disappeared or died, the, the first thing they did was turn her bedroom into a sewing room. When David died, my, my dad turned his room into a shrine, just kept everything exactly the way it was, but... I guess her parents didn't love her. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh... Or they killed her. Or they kept her, uh... Somewhere else. And, um... Uh, Kyle points down towards the... Indicated the locked room in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was her bedroom all along. They kept her down there, and... This was always the sewing room. X's for eyes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, let's go up. If there is something or someone out there trying to help us, I'd, I'd really love to meet them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go upstairs and have the seance in. 
Pauline is gonna walk over to the string to pull the attic stairs and the doll's hands are actually gonna wrap around <laughs> the cord instead. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. I want to call the doll Paulina. Okay. I like it. You have to pull hard on the string until the attic door yawns wide on protesting springs, spilling out splattering guano. The fetid musk of the bats and their filth floods down into the second floor. Up in the dark, you can hear the smallest chirping squeals. And Pauline starts walking up the stairs with her flashlight in her other hand. You climb into the attic, which comprises of a large room latticed with roof trusses. There are gaping holes in the tiles that let the storm pour through into the slick, stinking feces. The crisscrossing dull light from your flashlights finds piles of children's clothing, boxes of books. It's most likely the stored belongings of the Briggs family. Near you, a small set of stairs leads up again. And to make progress in this place, you'll have to crawl through sections as the slanting roof and bulky possessions block your path. I'll take a notice stuff roll from everyone. Success for Paulina and Pauline. <laughs> uh, yeah, regular success for Charles. And a failure for Kyle. The prospect of the seance is weighing on Kyle. Mm -hmm. Pauline notices on the wood beams as you pass over them with the dim light, bats hanging from the rafters. You'd estimate you saw two dozen. There are probably more, though. And Charles, you spot a box nearby brimming with newspaper clippings. Oh, of course. Charles is going to kneel down and start rummaging through those. Careful. There's a lot of bats. I assume that doesn't dissuade Charles. No, <laughs> not at all. And Kyle will look up at the bats and stroke the the, the bloody wound on his cheek. <laughs> Charles sorts through the articles, and some of them focus on the strange disappearance of Evelyn Barnaker, a wealthy widow who was said to have lived in this very house. Well known in Delaware for rubbing elbows with the likes of the DuPonts, Evelyn was the benefactor of the local orphanage. Charles, you read reports that the old woman was acting out of sorts before vanishing overnight in October 1885. Mm. Several of her staff were interviewed and suspected of foul play, but nothing came of it and they were released. There are some other articles about strange lights seen from this house over the following years. Charles will basically just be summarizing these as he's going through them, just mentioning names and talking about the lights and, and how they must be ghost lights and stuff like that. And just casually you know, looking around at Kyle as he's rubbing the blood in his face and saying, don't, don't worry about the bats, they won't be vampire bats. You only get those down in, in South America, but yeah, so they're not going to drink your blood, but they, they might still give you rabies. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Um, <sighs> This seems to have been going on for some time since, oh, yeah, over a hundred years. Evelyn Barnaker vanished just like Donna Briggs. I'd like a reading, writing, and arithmetic roll from Charles as he's compiling information from the clippings. Sure. Uh, that is a success, just a normal one. 
The deeper you dig into these clippings, the more you have the sinking realization that several cover cases of missing children in Pleasant Hills where you live and in the surrounding areas. Henry Briggs' name is on some of the folders. He must have been collecting articles into some sort of case file. All of them predate the disappearance of his daughter Donna in the 1960s. How many do you think went missing, Charles? Lots. And not just from this house, from the surrounding neighborhood. Oh, okay. And I'm looking at all... Are these children's clothes? These piles of clothes around? Yeah, they look discarded in various styles and sizes. They couldn't belong to just one child. You're fairly sure of that. Something terrible is happening here. I don't think I care that much about finding my letter. Uh, yeah. Maybe we could just get out of here, but if we did that, then we'd never know what happened with these other children. And yeah, as I said to you, they, this is happening all over the neighborhood. If, if it's something that's still going on, isn't this the kind of thing that the Trouble Trio should be should be solving? You're right. Okay. You're right, I'm not scared. Should we try and contact the ghost of the woman? Yes, already other ghosts are around here. There's maybe some of the children are still here. Maybe they can tell us. Okay. Is there a photo of Evelyn Barnaker in these pages? Give me a luck roll. Hard success. <laughs> there we go. There's a faded photo of Evelyn Barnaker. It reminds you of the portrait downstairs. But uh, the woman in the portrait was not the woman in the mirror. She's older here, and there is something familiar. But that was your meemaw, wasn't it? Yeah, you think it probably was. Okay. Kyle, isn't this the picture you found? The same lady? And if I take the the little picture and... It does look like her. So, are pictures like this helpful for seances? Yeah, right? Sure, I guess. Uh, I've got this one, too, and I pull out the Briggs family portrait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's put those down on the ground. Let's, let's clear some space in the, the floor here. Sit down, and I was going to say that maybe we should try making a Ouija board, but no, let's, let's just talk to them. Let's just... Two, like, one knock for yes, two knocks for no. I'm going to sit down cross-legged on the floor, put my flashlight sitting on its end facing up, and then put Paulina in my lap. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was ready to ask for what Paulina's up to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should kick it off with our official chant. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, trouble, 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 make, make it, it double. double. Make it, Make it three. three. Yeah. Easy, Easy as, as can, can be. be. <laughs> e- Easy as can be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ch- uh, Ch- Charles has never got the hang of this. Trouble, <laughs> trio, trouble trio, trouble trio, trouble trio rules. Oh, there has to be punishment for this. <laughs> Give me B sneaky rolls, please. Although Charles didn't exactly join in. No. Okay. Success. I think it was a... Uh, a whisper. 
Nice. A loud whisper. I rolled a 94 over 20, so... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Kyle was a little too animated. Mm-hmm. Got a little too into it. Yeah, a little too into the chant. And make a roll here. Okay, yeah, so some of the bats are going to dive bomb at Kyle from the rafters <laughs> as he's doing this trouble trio chant. Trouble trio. It's always Pauline doing something that makes animals attack Kyle's face. <laughs> Pauline, Charles, there's also Kyle. Trouble trio, trio style. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. The bats are attempting to bite Kyle. I'll make a roll. What mean bats? Oh dear. Oh, but they've fumbled. (laughs) Nice try. As the bats surge toward Kyle, the wind blusters and a gale howls through the attic, scattering them back to the safety of their roost. The chittering picks up as the wind dies back. Do you think maybe we should be a bit quieter when we try talking to the spirits? Uh, I mean, I like bats, but I I don't think that's going to really help. That's a good idea, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Paulina likes it, then then uh, then I guess we all like it. Um, Yeah, let's try to be. That's right. You like what I like. <laughs> All right, so uh, a seance. We gotta summon the spirits that are that are trying to help us. Yeah, let's let's sit down in a circle with the pictures in the center and 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 just hold hands and then ask the spirits to join us. Okay. In this tableau, with uh, I assume we're already kind of getting down crisscross applesauce with the <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. with the flashlights up. I do take Paulina out of my lap so that she can be holding hands in the circle as well. Great. Uh, Kyle, Kyle takes her little her little felt nub. And... Spirits of the Barnica House, we we call upon you to to come and speak to us and give us guidance and tell us tell us what we need to know. Tell us what happened in this terrible place. Uh, and 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 also, if you know where Pauline's envelope is, that'd be nice too. Streaks of lightning strike nearby trees, and the storm grows more furious before lulling once more to a whisper. But all you can focus on is a new sound. Dragging and scraping, coming from the other side of the attic behind those boxes. Okay. Roger. Who's got their back to the sound? It's you and Kyle. Charles is the only one facing that direction. Spirits, spirits, if if you're here, let us know. Give us a sign. If you're here, knock, knock once to let us know that you're here. Spirits? I just imagine Paulina's tiny head turning around. Paulina isn't scared at all.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com/aintslayed or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.